Plot Description, whilst Part 1, drilled down into the character of the defendants and their motivation. Part 2, associated the defendants, a Solly Brown MD, of Chelton Brown Limited, D1, a Susan Rust, D2, of Custard Creative Limited, a solicitor Nick Phillips, MP, of Taylor's LLP, with District Judge Glassbrook, DJG. All are seen to have used deception, to impose a monetary and time loss, on a claimant, being a plaintiff, PL, being Kevin Lamin, KL, of Northampton. In part two, solicitors firm Goodchild Vizard and Smart, GVS, of Northampton, joined the fold, evidently also looking for notoriety, via exposure by, Shake the Tree. GVS ironically being another deluded female, also a friend of, Solly Brown, the MD of Chelton Brown Limited, D1. Who coincidentally recommended that Susan Russ D2, used GVS, in the sales transaction, in the referred to, jointly owned property. Part 3, is dependent on that conveyed in parts 1 and 2, so do please, adsorb the parts in order. As it is seen, the individuals have lied, and or, manipulated processes, or others, to impose a substantial loss, on the property co-owner KL, being D2's ex-partner, and business associate for 15 years. For no apparent definable reason, other than malice. The legal term for Kevin Lamin, PL's and Susan Rust, D2's, relationship was, they were inexplicably linked. As shown, Susan Rust D2, decided in 2010, she no longer valued that link. And as PL often anticipates likelihood, as that's been PL's job for three decades, it was of no surprise that D2's behavior led her, to be banned, as much as one can be banned, from a whole village. As PL is now warning D1 and D2, their behavior is likely to do as PL, specifically recalls in 2010, advising D2, whilst in PL's walled garden. That such choices, may change one's life beyond recognition, clearly D2, thought that would be for the better, as D2 chose, to decouple, in circa 2010, 2011. But here we are, in 2023, with the stakes for D1 and D2, elevated into the stratosphere, and as all know, you mess with that, and it's the end of days. They've been warned. As stealing and retaining an ex-partner's money, whilst being unreasonable, it's also unlawful, thus it comes with, quantifiable consequences. As D1, and D2, are not chomping at the bit, to pay PL's known losses, confirms D1's and D2's intention, to burden PL with all associated losses, directly caused by their deluded behavior. D1 and D2 may believe, if they stick together, they'll be just fine. Well Solly Brown, will have to do more, than pass a private note to the sitting judge, the next time we meet courtside. Of course, a defendant passing a private note to a sitting judge, being District Judge Glassbrook, on this occasion, is far from acceptable, but it did occur. Let's see if such favor, stretches to allowing, theft, perjury and fraud. Now, Solly Brown, of rental agents Chelton Brown Limited, D1, and Nicholas Phillips, MP of Tola's solicitors, are adults of sound mind, thus they may ignore that detail explained, by Kevin Lamin. They have opted to follow, that demanded by Susan Rust, no matter how corrosive and unreasonable such appeared. Solly and Nicholas, in my view are in poo-poo, as whilst fabricating an illusion is lawful. An intent, to present the same to a court, is court-side deception, but I'll see both, Solly, and Nicholas retract, that thus far stated, prior to them attending court with counsel, or what they intend to submit to the court will be shown as utter baloney, and naturally reported in this space. I hear a wince, it's just a little deception, everybody is at it, yes, indeed, 
they are. But unlike UK judges, KL has zero tolerance of courtside deception, even by judges. Hence this and future documents will be published on Spotify, as a matter of course. As I've found UK judges do more to encourage deception than restrict it. In fact, UK's legal professionals aren't seen to have held any professions accountable for their cock-ups or their deception. Rishi Sunak concurs, shown by the cancellation of the £100 billion HS2 project, as corruption in the delivery of HS2 was endemic and so out of control, Rishi saw the only option was to scrap the whole project and lay off thousands of workers. That's a loss of £100 billion in infrastructure due to greed, delusion and the UK legal process, which encourages deception by allowing lawyers to mark their own homework. And Susan Rust and Solly Brown are prime examples of how females are allowed to disrupt society for no quantifiable reason. I've experienced much gender preference to include allowing female professionals to fabricate and use fake evidence and manipulate process with impunity, I now promote it's the norm. Have no doubt, unless you can gain a plumber's repair for £15 or carry out working at height work without working at height equipment, you will not counter what I promote. Also named in Shake the Trees podcast, Judgment Day, are seven county court judges who must have a plumber on tow and a very tall builder friend on speed dial. Ironically, the same judges had all mislaid their library cards, so could not adhere to the government's PAP CD rules. Peeps will know that's our government-specific ordinance of the UK's pre-action protocol for claims and damages. Leaving seven county court judges asking where's my copy. Oh, let's not bother with all that government rule stuff. And the consequence of such corruption is highlighted in Shake the Trees podcast, Can UK Judges Be Trusted? And the evidence leaves no doubt, they most certainly cannot. That is where the UK justice process is seen to be. And such is further documented in Shake the Trees podcast, Judgment Day. I'll not repeat the same detail here, but I'll substantiate that promoted. Judges ignore and manipulate rules, as did DJG, for the benefit of Solly Brown, of Chelton Brown, D1. DJG knowing, D1's defense would have otherwise been compromised. Female solicitor Hope Wilson, of House Passable LLP. Asked the same of seven county court judges, to aid House Passable, gain a £85,000 booty. A female barrister, Evie Bardun, on circa £2,500 a day, similarly did so. Now Nicholas Phillips, of Toller's LLP, will promote a judge will believe the dribble he penned, on the instruction of the deceptive Susan Rust, D2. As Nicholas Phillips well knows, a judge won't question a solicitor's integrity. Being a lesser known fact, they aren't able to, as it's contrary to judicial protocol. Naturally I'm not a solicitor, I can query the impossible, promote reality and define what is possible. And I don't need to respect those who waste my earth hours via their deception to render their self-pity for an unfavorable circumstance of their own making. It's the 7th of December, 2023, so with the above in mind, why am I today pursuing Susan Rust and Solly Brown for theft, deception, perjury and fraud of circa £5,000 as it's just £2,500 a pop? Final sums and quantification to be apportioned and confirmed. I further confirm the obvious, companies don't lie, unless it's on their advertising literature, it's people who lie. Thus on moving forward with their violations of theft, perjury, and fraud, 
such will be against the individuals. And as a direct result of the deception by Solly Brown, MD, of Chelton Brown Limited, D1. Chelton Brown staff, Mr. Christian Halls, being D1's client account controller, and Ms. Edwina Lane, Chelton Brown's accounts administrator, will be deemed as complicit in the fraudulent retention of PL's money. The individual's violations will be further assessed and apportioned as appropriate. As I've no intention of wasting the court's time, the process is purely to make the named accountable for their behavior and their actions, along with acknowledgement of the known harm and loss they have imposed on others that may not be whom it is assumed to be. Susan Rust's continued behavior post the sale of the rental property shows she hasn't learnt from her past decade and a half of deception. And Kevin Lamb in the plaintiff, via Shake the Tree, aims to show no individual should be encouraged or allowed to use their status to intimidate or defraud another of their money or their planetary time. And citizens of the same planet should adhere to what is reasonable and of benefit to society. If that is also what is fair and lawful, then that is a plus. Welcome to Kev's world, where reality rules, and individuals are judged on their behavior, not their awarded status from a disjointed, self-indulgent state. Which demands that desired, instead of requesting, the possible and the reasonable. The UK's government demand for net zero is such an example of quantifiable state lunacy. Shake the tree, may quantify that, on another day. I conclude by confirming, not only has the wealthy Solly Brown D1, and Susan Russ D2, deemed PL should absorb the total time and monetary loss from their decade of stupidity. But now that the referred to flat has been sold in circa 2021. Susan Russ D2, have you guessed, yep. With two further deluded female solicitors, a Sarah Peddle and a Michelle Denton, of Good Child Visit and Smart, of Northampton, are retaining 100% of Kevin Lamin's property equity. In fact they have done so since July 12th. 2021. Despite UK law, simply deeming, and requiring, as PL, Kevin Lamin, is one of two property owners, of equal proportions. Kevin is unequivocally, entitled to a 50% proportion of the equity, as soon as it is available. However, in this instant, Susan Rust, of Broughton Northants, and Sarah Peddle, and a Michelle Denton, of Good Child Visit and Smart Solicitors, of Northampton, have retained a sum in excess of £5,000, for more than 882 days. Thus burdening, Kevin Lamin, with a loss in deflation alone, of £1,043. And they have done so despite seven pages of communication, requesting the funds, even distribution. Such is further to, Susan Russ D2, with conspirers, Solly Brown D1, Christian Halls and Edwina Lane, retaining another income sum, ultimately over £18,000, for 3,474 days. As one can see, give them an inch, and they take a mile. This sum was only released, prior to D1 and D2, attending court, late in 2019. Again I refer my peeps, to refer to the Theft Act of 1968. It quotes, a person is guilty of theft, if he dishonestly appropriates property belonging to another, end quote. It also quotes, it is immaterial whether, the appropriation, is made with a view to gain, or is made for the thief's own benefit. End quote. Thus anyone, who retains property known to be another's, is a thief, who can be prosecuted under that act. And a thief, who retains another's property, imposing a loss on another, is further committing an act of fraud, under the Fraud Act of 2006. 
Such acts do not exclude the deluded, or females, or solicitors, or even, deluded female solicitors. And all such know, they will further defraud the money's owner, on them not returning to the owner, on request, the owner's money. I suggest the named, Susan Rust, Nicholas Phillips, Solly Brown, Edwina Lane, Christian Halls, District Judge Glassbrook, along with, John Bateman, of Franklin Silences Northampton, Diane Anstey, Surveyor, Hope Wilson, Evie Bardun, His Honor Judge Murdoch, with the other seven case-associated judges, check to see, if they conclude, they are not, inexplicably linked, with the actions that breach, that listed in the Fraud Act of 2006. As I'd hate any attending court, to think, surely I'm able to defraud, another UK citizen, for whatever reason, I think worthy. And on them considering denying such deception, consider there's 100,000 words of evidence, that show, all have been, as an absolute minimum, knowingly deceptive, and as Solly Brown will now be known, just a minimum of deception, can have a devastating effect, on one's staff, and one's own psyche. I won't add further specific detail, as such is globally available via, Shake the Tree, on Spotify. The following is a passage from, The Fraud Act of 2006. 1. A person is in breach of this section if he a. dishonestly makes a false representation, and b. intends, by making the representation, i. to make a gain for himself or another, or 2. to cause loss to another or to expose another to a risk of loss. 2. A representation is false if a. it is untrue or misleading, and b. the person making it knows that it is, or might be, untrue or misleading. Not, Solly Brown, Susan Rust, Edwina Lane, Christian Halls, Nicholas Phillips, District Judge Glassbrook, not even God, has a legal right to deprive Kevin, of the earnings proportion relative to the proportion of a property, that Kevin owns. And ditto with the capital sum, gained by its sale. In either scenario, Kevin is due such, as soon as such is available. And ditto with costs incurred repatriating, and compensation for any loss, when Kevin was denied that which was rightfully his. On Susan Rust, of Custard Creative Limited, of Broughton, a village close to Kettering, north of Northampton. Being disgruntled over a sum, and on her not wishing to deal directly with an issue. Susan Rust, D2, must do, as any other UK citizen, engage an advocate and follow due legal process. Or Susan Rust, must put such an issue out of her mind. What Susan Rust cannot lawfully do, is instruct another, at her beck and call, or on her payroll, via money or favour. To indefinitely retain, an ex-partner's money, being Kevin Lamins. Until Kevin produces documents, ideally a deed of trust, which Susan Rust well knows, is not available. As at the time of purchase, Kevin and Susan, were in a relationship, so no deed of trust was composed. That said, there is no certainty the situation, would be any different, on the presentation of a deed of trust, or any other document. Such a situation illustrates, the UK legal process, and those within the same, are close to useless. Just consider, PL would be technically in breach, of a hate crime, on saying they hate Susan Rust and Solly Brown. So UK lawmakers, think they can impose how one feels about a thief, who defrauds one of income, imposes costs on one, and for over a decade, renders one's free time, as occupied. Yet such occurs, because the police, the CPS, the lawyers, as in Tolers and Goodchild Vizard and Smart, and the courts, in the way of District Judge Glassbrook, don't care a hoot, for the out-of-fashion, 1968 Theft Act, 
or its stablemate, the Fraud Act of 2006, or the Vintage, Perjury Act of 1911. These acts have inevitably been breached by D1 and D2, and in varying degrees of complicity by others, facilitating the aforementioned, whom will be found to have breached such, on a charge reaching courtside. The elephant in the room is, why highly educated and paid professionals, lawyers and judges, in the 21st century, compose laws to stem an individual's thoughts, that may or may not affect their behavior. But, on the very same law composers and keepers, seeing poor behavior, like theft, perjury and fraud, they are more likely to be found in the abyss, than signing a charge sheet. Now I also hate whelks, for different reasons, not that a whelk will deceive or defraud me, like the mentioned. Putting whelks aside, this blasé approach to UK law is commonplace. I was recently courtside, when a leading London barrister, Evie Bardun, of Landmark Chambers, advised of the seriousness, of allegations that promoted. The only way to get this case into court, was by ignoring the defendants, their solicitors, their barristers, and seven county court judges, blatant deception. Such courtside deception, is evidently at the highest level, of the UK judiciary. The public's concern should be, Evie Bardun and the judges, had zero concern of their deception, and their blatant fraud. But barrister Evie Bardun's concern was, such had been called out. Well in the first quarter of 2024, Shake the Tree, will compose and publish a document called Dancing with Wolves. It will leave no doubt why barrister, Evie Bardun was so concerned. In fact she should still be, as should, Miss Hope Wilson, of House Passival and the named, seven county court judges, to include, his honoured Judge Murdoch, who all promoted, that her loose estimates, could be taken as definitive property repair sums. This is the infamous deceptive Diane Anstey, of Blisworth Northampton, who has been bringing the surveyor sector, into disrepute, since she qualified. And whilst I could provide 100 examples, of Diane Anstey's deception, I don't need to, as her own contract of engagement, excluded the following essential and mandatory costs, all materials, all working at height equipment, and its compliance. And her own contract defined her sums, were no more than, loose unquantified sums. However, solicitor Hope Wilson, barrister Evie Bardun, and his honoured Judge Murdoch, have sworn on oath, that Diane's sums, reflect the true cost of a property repair. I would not credit them, that such occurred via their ignorance, as it was blatant deception. However, despite the urgency of that matter, Kevin's current focus is, to detail and quantify evidence, against the money retainers, who have committed one of, or all of, the following acts. Being, theft, perjury, and fraud, against the claimant, Kevin Lamin. Thus all, are on notice, unless they offer Kevin, a fair representation uplift, of the costs they imposed on Kevin, and ditto for his loss. They should expect charges, and or claims, against them, being as individuals. They're further advised, once in motion, the process will only be halted, on a substantial uplift, on the reflection of that expected. On doing nothing, the name should expect documents via the court, or an even more distressing menace. Part 3, So Where Do We Go, From Here? Podcast End